we were very focused on our goal and we kept the end in mind about how it would feel to be debt free and how freeing it would be. So that was really what guided us to make those choices around like, okay, well, we like the car. It's a good car. It's been a good car, but is it right for our family right now? Or could we get the money for it? Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. I cannot wait to introduce you to Monica Louie. She is a Facebook and Instagram ads expert and agency owner who has helped ambitious online entrepreneurs make a significant impact with high converting ads. But that's not all. Monica's personal money journey is an inspiring one. Today, Monica is going to share with us how she and her family tackled $120,000 of debt. She's going to share her strategies for overcoming it, the discipline that helped her pay it all off in two years on a middle-class income while also saving $40,000. Plus, we'll uncover the valuable lessons and insights she gained along the way about personal finance and her relationship. Let's welcome Monica to the podcast. Welcome, Monica, to the Inspire Budget Podcast. I'm so happy you're here to join us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. I know that your story is going to inspire so many people, especially people who feel very burdened by debt and they feel like they have a lot of debt that they can't quite climb their way out. So can you start off by just telling us a little bit about your financial situation before you started paying off debt and what got you to the point where you decided, hey, something has to change. I need to get my husband on board or get my family on board to really tackle this debt and change our money situation. Gosh, well, you know, we were we were just kind of doing our thing. So we each had jobs and we got married and we had normal debt. We both brought student loans to the marriage. We got we bought a house when we got married in 2009. So we acquired a mortgage. We had a home equity line of credit. So we had what we thought was okay. like normal debt. And we had paid off our credit card every single month. We were really good about that. Well, we started to plan our family. We had our son. That was the first time that I ever had the idea of wanting to leave my job and be a stay-at-home mom so that I could spend more time with my son. And that kind of spurred us to brainstorm and think about how we could go from two incomes down to one. So really it was that shift in our income that made us realize that we needed to be a little bit smarter with our with our money and where it was going and a little bit more intentional with it. And so we both had good jobs, not super high paying jobs, middle class jobs, but I wanted to stay at home with my kids. And so I ended up going part-time. And so we tried to be smart, like make the make the transition to one income gradual. And so I ended up going part-time for about a year and that was a really good balance. We paid off our car, our car loan at that time. And then by May of 2013, uh, we had just found out that I was pregnant with my daughter and my son was a toddler and my husband got a promotion at work. And so we thought like, mm, the numbers aren't aligning. We think we can do this. We think we can make this work. So I ended up leaving my job and going home full time. And it was my last day, my corporate job was May 1st, 2013. By the end of June, I realized our savings was starting to dip oh, and no. this was not the direction that we wanted things to go in. And so, you know, I was pregnant. I didn't want to have to go back to work. I knew I could if I needed to, but I didn't want to. I wanted to have that time with my kids. So then I was like, well, hey, I'm good with numbers and I could figure this out. I'm going to figure out how we can live on a single middle-class income. I know people do it without stressing. So how, how is that possible? So that's what kind of got me down the journey of hearing about other people who were a similar situation to us living on a single income, paying off debt, 
really quickly. And so that opened my eyes to the possibilities that if we got out of debt, we could feel so much more financially secure. We could be in charge of our money, not having to pay, you know, all the payments every single month. And so anyway, I was really nervous about sharing that idea. I thought it was a crazy idea with my husband, but he was, he's always been the more frugal one. And so (laughs) he was very, very excited about the idea. So he was on board right away. So I took, I took it on to like manage the numbers and like figure out the budget and where the money was going. And then how much could we like cut our spending and then put extra towards debt? Okay. So I love this because it's kind of like you, you had this dream, this goal, and you were like, we can make this work. And then once you did it, once you quit your job, you realize, oh my goodness, this isn't working the way I wanted it to work. I have to pivot. I have to shift. I have to make a change. And so many times people say, well, it's just not working. I'm just going to have to go back to my regular corporate job. That's just the solution. But I love that you searched for a different solution, which was to pay off debt. Do you remember, because this was a while ago, how much your debt payments were at the time, like how much would paying off debt impact your really just your month to month money? Yeah. I remember totaling it up and we were paying over $2,000 each month toward debt for all the places. And so it's like, we could do a whole lot more with that money once the debt was gone. So yeah, it was over $2,000 at the time. And then how much debt did you guys have? So we had, including our mortgage, it was $320,000 of debt. And so in two years, we paid off $120,000 of debt and then just had our mortgage after that two-year period, but we had cut that down significantly. Wow. So in two years, you paid off $120,000 of debt, not including your mortgage. And that was student loans. What did it, what else, what all did it comprise of? Yeah. So it was both of our student loans and then our home equity line of credit. And then that was, that did include part of the mortgage. We just didn't pay off all of it in that time, but yeah. And then we also put $40,000 into savings. So two years on a single middle-class income. So in two years, you paid off $120,000 of debt and put $40,000 into savings. Okay. Whoa, that is so inspirational, but I'm over here wondering, okay, what, what did you do to make that happen? Did you just not have a life? Did you just stay at home and never turn the lights on? So that way your electricity bill in Texas, you all, y'all were in Texas at the time, right? No, we were in Washington. We were in Southwest Washington at the time. So how did you actually make that happen? Because that seems like a lot of money. And how did you prioritize which debt to focus on first? Yeah. So we started following the snowball method. So because we knew that if we can make big momentum, we had a big goal, but if we could build that momentum and feel like we were making progress, that we'd be able to stay the course for the long haul easier. It'd be easier to Mm -hmm. digest. My husband's student loan was about 13,000. And because we had, we were making this transition to two incomes, we had built up our savings, but Mm -hmm. then we were like, let's dive into the savings, cut it back. And we don't want to bring it down all the way because I'm pregnant. Who knows? You know, medical complications could happen. Thankfully they didn't, but we wanted to, you know, hold on to some savings. Eliminating that didn't feel good. So we put a big chunk toward that and then paid off his student loan as quickly as we could. We ended up that first month. So we started in January of 2013, kind of like making the budget and getting the plan, you know, getting the numbers all together. And then in August, we had a big garage sale and made $1,600 in a weekend from our garage sale. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. So we did that. And then my husband 
after college, he had bought his dream car at the time Mm -hmm. and it was not quite a family car. It was a fun car. So it was his idea to sell the car. So he had Uh taken really good care of it. So we ended up getting about $10,000 for his car. And so with that brought in a big windfall plus the garage sale. So we had like big momentum that very first month where it's like, oh, this is good. So we just started every, anything that didn't sell at the garage sale. My husband would post on offer up and Craigslist and you know those things back then that were around. And so he would just be selling things left and right, whatever like was taking up space. And we we're like, well, we'd rather have money than that sitting there. So just sold it. And that was a that was a big part of building the momentum. It's almost like that could have been a side hustle, but instead you got to stay home and just sell things and kind of have a spring clean of your house, yeah. but make money from it. I love that because so many people don't talk about these big windfalls of money. And when we think about big windfalls of money, typically we think about inheriting money or tax refunds, but these were windfalls that were self-created. Yeah. You, you guys created windfalls for yourself by selling things that you once considered valuable, but realize, Hey, it's not as valuable as I once thought it was. I'd rather have this, this freedom being able to stay home with my kids. I love that. So it wasn't just cutting back on your spending. It wasn't just budgeting. It was finding very creative ways to increase that income, even if it was just temporarily in the form of a garage sale. We were very focused on our goal and we kept Mm -hmm. the end in mind about how it would feel to be debt free and how freeing it would be. So that was really what guided us to make those choices Mm -hmm. around like, okay, well, we like the car. It's a good car. It's been a good car, but is it right for our family right now? Or Mm -hmm. could we get the money for it? And so at that time I was at home. And so we worked on, well, actually we did get my husband a beater car, Mm -hmm. but that mostly sat around. Yeah. Cheaper, cheaper car. Yeah. So we did, we did buy that for just a few thousand, but that mostly sat around. And so Eventually, we ended up selling that too later on, and we were a one-car family. Another thing we sold was his motorcycle. Again, this was all his idea. It was his idea to sell the motorcycle. So that was another fun toy that we had in the garage. Mm -hmm. And he like it was a few months later. It was not right when we sold the car, but a few months later, he was like, you know, I think I can part with the motorcycle, Mm -hmm. at least for now. So we did sell the motorcycle. And then just other things that were lying around, we were just continuing to put them on Craigslist and my husband would Mm -hmm. just go and sell them and meet people and get the money for it. Big things and And, little things. And you guys would take that all all of the money you earned and put it towards debt. You want to keep any of it for yourself for spending? No, what I mean, so we were not perfect for sure in following our budget. I was very ambitious with the budget and cutting the grocery bill and not going out to eat, but we did go out to eat and we mm-hmm. had times where we went out to eat a little bit more than we probably should to be in alignment with our goal. But anytime that we kind of got off track, then we would just have a conversation about like, oh, we're kind of spending a lot on restaurants this month. Let's rein that in. So anything, I would just look at the numbers and I kept a very close eye on where the money was. Was going, what was coming in. And so anything extra I would put towards the debt and kind of each month, like make a bigger payment toward whatever the thing we were paying off at that time. So that's I how it worked. It. What kept you motivated? Because I'm sure, I'm sure in this two years, right, there's got to be a time whenever you yeah. maybe were tempted to do something different, or you just felt like, is this even possible? Or maybe you had a setback. What did you turn to for motivation or you and your husband? 
because that is such a large amount of debt to pay off on one income. It could have been very easy for you to say, you know what? I'm going to table this whole stay at home mom thing for one year, fast track it, our debt progress. But you didn't. You said, no, I want to be able to stay here at home with my kids, which meant that you did do this on one income. So how did you stay motivated during those times? What did you turn to? What what advice do you have for anyone that's maybe struggling and they're like, is this really worth it? So we were very zoned in on the debt-free stories at the time. So that's why podcasts like yours are great for reminding people there are normal people out there who are doing extraordinary things with their money. It's when they're committed and they're intentional with it and Mm -hmm. they're really focused on the goal. And so we kept those stories coming in our ears all the time. So that helped it feel like it was possible. But then also as I would kind of each month kind of wrap up the numbers for that month and like where we landed on groceries and where we landed on this and that, and then how much extra we put towards the debt, I would always look at the cumulative amount that we paid off Mm. so that that number was always growing. Even if, because there were definitely months where we just paid the minimums on the payment. There were months it was like, we're just, that's all we can do right now because this Mm -hmm. happened or whatever. Or we just kind of went a little bit too crazy on the restaurants. I don't know. So I would always look at that big number and see that it was growing. Every single month it was growing. We weren't adding to the debt. We were at minimum making the minimum monthly payments. And so that number was growing even like sometimes it grew a lot. Sometimes it grew just a little Mm -hmm. bit. But looking at that overall number and my husband would go to work and be like, hey, we paid off $65,000 so far. And his coworkers would be like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Because... He he's in law enforcement and so very much like middle class income mm-hmm. and they all make, you know, roughly around the same. Right. And yet they knew that we started paying off the set after I left my job and started having babies. So I love that he had a space where he could go and celebrate, where he could actually mm-hmm. talk to people outside of your family, outside of just the two of you and that people were willing to talk about it. Did you have that as well during this whole process? Did you have someone outside of him that you could just share like, hey, I'm really proud of us doing these things? I don't think so. I mean, you just didn't? remember we would get together with our friends and they would we would be like, we're getting out of debt. We're doing this. We were very focused. And they would look at us like we were crazy. They're like, well, we're (laughs) investing and getting out of debt. And it's like, well, but like our focus was just getting out of debt. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how well we could do both. So, I mean, we still invested in retirement, like the the minimums basically, but everything was focused on the debt. So I don't know at that point. At that point, up until I started working on my blog. So my goal in leaving my job was to figure out a way that I could make money from home. And so during that time, I started learning about blogging. And so I was getting into personal development. I was like, what could my blog be about? And then I realized once actually he started having these conversations with his coworkers about how we were getting out of debt. And he gave me the credit of like managing the numbers. He was the one selling things and giving up his toys. But I was the one like watching all the numbers and like making intentional decisions about how much extra we could pay. And so he was giving me a lot of credit. And so his coworkers one day was like, Monica should be the financial coach for the office and help us all get out of debt. So I was like, once he told me that, I was like, that's what my blog can be about because I knew I had to be very specific. So I did start a blog. It's still around. I ended up selling it later, but it was called Our Debt-Free Family. So that was kind of my path of keeping, uh, like tracking the numbers, giving like our our monthly debt 
updates. And then through that, I started actually doing some financial coaching. So I ended up working with one of his coworkers and her partner and helping them pay off their student loans. And so that, I guess that's how I stayed in, in the know and like kind of started immersing mm -hmm. myself in the personal finance space. Oh my gosh. I love it. I had no idea that you, you did that. And I love that people turn to you because the thing is, is your husband wasn't a lawyer. He's not a doctor. He's not right. making it, all of this money. And when you see people do that, there's that little thing in your mind that's like, but I make a lot less. And I feel like that's totally normal. So I love sharing stories like yours, where you guys were just making this middle-class income, which is okay. That's not a yes. bad thing. And you still made amazing progress. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually, I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month so that way you can send extra money to your goals. And I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com class or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule and I'll see you there. In that progress, you mentioned that you also managed to save $40,000. Yes. Okay. What were you saving for? How did you do this? And how on earth did you decide every single month how to decide <laughs> between debt and savings? Because I know that's a battle a lot of people face. Yeah. So the savings came later. So what happened was we were like selling things left and right. My husband, another thing that we did, well, he did quite a few things. He ended up, he was working downtown Portland in Portland, Oregon. And mm -hmm. so he got a free bus pass from his work. He rode the bus from Southwest Washington to downtown Portland, took his bicycle on the bus, rode his bicycle like a mile and a half or three, uh, two mile. I don't know something. It wasn't too long for him, but like farther than I would want to go every day on my bicycle and to his office and then did the whole thing like on the way back. And so he did it like to cut on gas. So after he sold his motorcycle, because he told me that the motorcycle was like gas savings, but then mm -hmm. when he sold the motorcycle, that's what he did. And then another thing that he did is he ended up getting this opportunity to go to another state and have overtime. So at his job there, there was not much overtime opportunity. And so he ended up actually going for 45 days. This was after I had my baby. So she was four months old. He left. And then I had a toddler too. He left and went to another state and worked 45 days straight, double shifts and didn't take a day off. There was just so much overtime opportunity that he like 
we just saw it as a sacrifice for our family, but it would help us achieve our goal faster. And so he, we put all the extra, he basically doubled his income. We put all the extra toward the, the debt. So it was just like, we were just open to those opportunities that came our way that, you know, that never, that opportunity never came again, really in that form to that extent. And so anyway, we, we just took advantage of it. So as far as the savings though, so we were very, very focused on the debt. So we had paid off 90,000 just by watching the numbers and selling everything mm -hmm. left and right. And then we, when we bought our first house in 2009, it was when we got married, we bought it as a short sale and it was this big, beautiful house. It was six bedrooms, 3,200 square feet. It was like, this is our starter home. What? You know, like it was, a, it was an incredible deal. So this was a few years later, it had in increased in value and we had two kids, boy and a girl. And we're like, you know, we thought we were going to have three or four, probably going to stick with the two. And so we don't need all this house. We were, they were both so little. We were always together downstairs or always together upstairs. There were rooms we weren't using that just were storing a lot of that stuff that we ended up selling. And so we're like, if we downsize, that would help us cut our monthly expenses for home maintenance. Plus we could find a house that is cheaper, that could just be better suited for our family at this point. And so that's what we did. So we ended up moving over to a neighboring town and they had really good schools, but we bought on the lower end of that, of that town that was really growing really fast. And so we bought a house that was perfect for our family. It was a three bedroom and then it had an unfinished basement. So I turned that into my office. And so that's what we ended up selling the house. And then that was at the two-year mark in August of 2015 that got us to that 120,000 mark plus the 40,000 in savings. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love that you guys were open to a big life change like that because you hit the nail on the head when you were saying that it could really decrease your expenses. Your housing is such a major part of our spending, not just mortgage payments or rent payments, but electricity, water. I mean, all of it really yeah. adds up, even our HOA dues, our property taxes. So by making that drastic, I mean, it is a, it is a serious and drastic change that you guys had to really think through, but it was a, a wonderful change for your family that had a wonderful impact on your debt-free journey. So I think that's, I think that's great. I'm so proud of you for, for being willing to make that big change. Thank you. Thank you. I remember it was Mother's Day that year that we decided we were like on a walk going through the neighborhood and we saw a house in our neighborhood that was for sale and it was a little bit smaller, a little bit cheaper. And we're like, that's a, still a really nice house. Mm -hmm. And so that just kind of got us thinking about like, what if we found a house that was nice mm -hmm. that would work with, you know, for our family, but be better suited because we have all this extra space we're not mm -hmm. using. Exactly. And so anyway, so it ended up being a really good move for us. So we, that first house we bought, you know, the bottom of the market in 2009 as a short sell, the second house, it that grew in value. And so we made really good moves at, for both of those houses, which ended up benefiting our net worth overall. I love it. Okay. So looking back on your debt-free journey, can you share just one lesson or insight that you gained through the process of paying off $120,000 of debt? It really brought us together to have that common goal. It was really a good time for our marriage. I mean, our marriage is really strong and it's a, we, you know, he's amazing and we have a really, really strong connection. Now we've been married 14 years, but at that time, like it was really nice. We were a younger married couple, just having kids, the challenges of growing your family and becoming parents and all of that. 
And then, but to have that common goal that we were just completely on the same page about, and then talking to each other, if we'd veer off the budget, bringing each other back on course and having those intentional discussions about what we were doing with our money and how it was going to benefit our family and our kids for the long haul. And so that was just like a really magical benefit that we didn't foresee going into it. Oh, that's so great. And I love it because so, so often people think about money and partnerships and they think about just all the arguing and fighting and disagreements, but I love how your financial journey brought you guys closer together. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. So Monica, tell our listeners where they can learn more about you or follow what you're doing these days, because I know you're no longer a stay at home mom. So share with our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. So actually my blog called Art Every Family, it led me into this world of online business. And through that, I learned Facebook and Instagram ads and had good success in my own ads. And one thing led to another with my growing online blogging network that I now do Facebook ads. People started asking me for my help back in 2016 and I ended up selling my blog. And so ever since 2016, uh, I built an ads agency and I also teach people, online business owners, how to do their own Facebook and Instagram ads. So you can find me at flourishingimpact.com. And I actually have a freebie. If you are interested in learning Facebook ads, uh, I've got my free Facebook ad starter kit that you can grab at flourishingimpact.com slash Allison. Yes. And we will link to that in the show notes. At the end of our interviews, I love asking our guests three questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Don't think too hard. I don't even know if you knew these were coming to you. (laughs) But the first one is, what's one thing you're looking forward to? Well, we are a big soccer family. And so all we always look forward to soccer season. I love being a soccer mom, cheering on the sidelines, videoing the goals and all of that. I've designated myself as the videographer for the team. So both my kids, boy and girl, they both do soccer. And so we're a huge soccer family. So we'll always that my both my kids have soccer tournaments coming up. My daughter just won the championship for her league for this. Fall oh, my season. gosh. So anyway, soccer is something that I'm always looking forward to. Oh, I love it. We have soccer in our family and I grew up playing soccer, but our oldest is in soccer and it's just, oh my gosh, it's so much fun to watch. It's also very frustrating <laughs> to watch and, uh, the the intensity of it sometimes catches me off guard, like how intense I am. I'm like, calm down. Yes. Allison. This is just a children's sport. So <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I su- definitely relate. That surprises me. The second question is what's one money mistake you've made that you would tell everybody to avoid? This is probably a kind of a normal thing. Okay. But my my husband did not make this mistake, but I definitely did. So in college, I got credit cards for the first time, as many of us do. And because, you know, I was convinced that I was getting a degree, I would have a good career, make good money after college, that I could use my credit cards now and pay them off later. So it was surprising to me how quickly I racked up the credit card debt and maxed out my credit Mm. cards. And not just one. Mm. I didn't stop at one. I was like, well, there's this one. I've got room on this one. So I got a little bit excited about social life in college and used my credit card. So that was definitely something I would recommend against. Yes, that's true. I think that a lot of people find themselves in that situation just because they think like, like you said, I'll just pay myself back later. Like I'm just borrowing from my future. Exactly. What's the big deal? (laughs) 
And the last question isn't a question at all. Just finish this sentence. My favorite thing I've ever spent money on is? I would say her houses. So we're now in our third house. We did move to Texas a few years ago. And that what I mean, all of our house purchases have been really beneficial to our family at the time. And so, you know, the first house was a short sale. The second house was a smaller house that we were able to leverage a lot of value in. And then that one also grew quickly in value. And so we were able to buy what is now our dream house that we just never really imagined we'd be able to afford, but because we made smart money decisions early on in our marriage, now we have this amazing house and we've got a pool because you need a pool in Texas. We have a theater room and a workout room and the kids have their own rooms and they just love it and we love it. So we love our house. Oh my gosh. Do you see yourself staying there for a long time? Oh yes. Oh yes. We do not want to move. The kids will grow and be gone at some point and they can come back or maybe someday we'll downsize in retirement. I don't know. But for, yes. Like our other houses we were in for probably like five or six years each. This house is the long-term house for sure. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Monica, for joining us. And I will link to your freebie down below in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. Great to see you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you are in debt, I just want you to know that finding stories like this continuing to seek out content that inspires you and helps you stay focused can have a massive impact when it comes to motivation. This is exactly what I did and even what Monica said that she did while paying off debt. Anytime I felt the desire to give up or anytime I felt tempted to completely stop or just shop until I wanted to drop, I would go back online and I would find debt-free stories to inspire me. So I hope that's exactly what this episode has done for you. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen. I'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.